Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our job. Jimmy Clark. song that really just speaks to my heart. It's a poignant, important song, you know. Welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. We have, uh, I don't think the studio has ever been this full. I'm a man in the studio here, Joey. Yeah, we've got Dave still here, Clay, Southern Wood is still here. Word. Uh, we have Eddie Bader. In the house. And then we also have Mr. Spotlow. Hey, Seth, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Yeah, and then, folks, just remember... <laughs> yeah, all right. Just remember, love you, buddy. Love you. I'm just, yeah. I'm just glad you didn't play my clip. Oh, your clip? Oh, your. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get to you later. <laughs> it's not ready for right now, but we'll get to you. And we also have Eric here. Husband, how are you? Good. You're looking good, clean shaven. It's yeah, been a while. Clean shaven, you kind of throw me off. Man, it's comfortable. It's yeah. Hot outside. Oh, yeah. right. Well, I can, I can hear that with the long hair. I'm a little thrown off, gentlemen. I mean, how many people are... I can't even count how many people we have because I'm an idiot. But before well, we do it... Everyone's trying to count and nobody, nobody can do it. We're all like... Wait, uh, <laughs> just looking around. Like, plus... <laughs> a lot of dudes. And naught from naught. <laughs> Carry the naught. All you got to do is smell and you'll know we're all in here. Yeah. We have six of us in here. Six. It smells like <laughs> My <it>. God. <laughs> but before we get into any sort of craziness... Three any two sort two. of stories or whatnot. Zero six six two. Three two two zero six six two. That is the number for Eddie Bader, who's here in the studio, as I said before. Eddie, how you doing? I'm doing good, Joey. How you doing, buddy? I'm really, really good. So you are a very generous sponsor of the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate you doing that because you're a heck of a guy. We've had some beer and pizza together, but you're a fantastic real estate agent. Well, I appreciate that, Joey. How uh, are things going in the market right now? The market's good right now. Still not a lot of inventory in Montgomery, Prattville, uh, Millbrook area. There's more uh, buyers than we have properties for, okay. which is a good thing. But uh, if they're thinking about something or if you're on the fence, don't wait long. I've had two or three people this week alone where they've lost out. Wanted to think overnight about a deal. They call me the next day, hey, let's make it happen, and it's gone. Ooh. So uh, that can happen uh, more often than not, really. So the market's hot. The market is really hot. And and you got prime time now. People are moving in. Uh, school's out. So this is a prime time for people to move back and forth. So if you're thinking about you know uh, buying a home or even selling your home, putting it on the market, give me a call. Seth? Three two two zero six six two. Are you also still accepting people for Bo Goodson School yes, of Real Estate? Yes, we had the real estate school uh, Thursday night. I think is the last night where we can take new people. But there are is some openings, so please come on in there. Uh, the first class, if you're unsure, you can come in there and sit through the first class. And if you like it, talk to Bo after the class about signing up. 
Okay, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, again, folks, Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group, 322-0662. 322-0662. You have such a beautiful voice. Yeah, you got some pipes, man. Yeah, I Thank mean, you. people have been saying my voice is good, that I should be reading, like, porno or something, but I don't, you... Every day, I why have why somebody. Why are you going to make it weird, Joey? Yeah, no, it's real. not weird. This this joker right here, Southern Wood, this is what you've told me, right? you got yeah. six dudes sitting in here, and you're talking yeah. about porno. Reading porno. Now, now, I honestly had listeners say, Joey's got that voice. What voice? He, he should be like, what's that? And then they pretend like they don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. For modesty's sake, yeah. <laughs> they're like, like that, that porno book where they tell those stories. Joey ought to read those on tape for people because <laughs> he's got that voice that everybody just loves. It's oh so my. silky he could and be sultry. The, uh, he could be the radio reader. I could be, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. Everybody's got to read. I mean, even the people that can't see That's want right. to listen to right. Dirty Books. You know, the uh, what's, is, what's the place? It's like uh, Pat Dye eats there all the time. It's on the way to Auburn. Uh, it's on like exit. It's like notice Solga exit, like exit forty two, maybe exit thirty eight. Like the pit stop, like you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah the, like the janky truck stop with the restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, so, I've actually got a story about that. I, believe it or I, not, I, I oh, really? I do too. Because <laughs> the first time that I like, the, I was like driving from here back to Atlanta, like when I first moved here, like seventeen years ago, and I stopped there, like you know, I, I didn't know the exits, didn't know where to stop, needed gas, stopped there, and I swear they had like above the above the counter, they had like all these cassettes. And it was like trucker porn on tape. <laughs> and like, I didn't, wow. I was, I was like, you know, 22. Like I didn't have like a lot of money to waste. Well, I mean, of course I wasted it all on booze, but, um, I didn't have like, you know, I didn't have like, just like $10 just throw away on like some janky, but I still, I still really wish that I knew it was on the, I mean, you know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> cause I'm sure it was like when the lot lizard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> That gas station had been torn down. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, they're building a new one, right? Yeah. I remember discovering we've rented a beach house in high school, and it was guys and girls together, and we get to this beach house, and it's clean, and this is before the Airbnb days, but it's well put together, plenty of room, plenty of rooms, great balcony, and all of a sudden we notice next to the television... A, a not a non-labeled, nondescript VHS tape. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. It's like we got to put this in and see what's on there. So I mean, it's like ten of us, guys and girls. We put it in. It's from the 1970s porn, well, and it, I'm all of us are just sitting there wondering, it's like, how are people this hairy? <laughs> like yeah, that was the hairy days too, man. And I think it's also in the diet or something. I don't know. People just grew up and grew out a little the bit more. Like maybe really we've bad. evolved more in the last few decades. Just not as much hair. I don't know. Every once in a while, people like to go back and look at some retro porn. So. Yeah. Um, some people, people, huh, Eddie? People. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. How y'all doing? <laughs> Three, two, two. Other, other, other people. Yeah, other, other people. people. Right, right. Just people. <laughs> so, so I've heard. So given that we have... This is pretty dude-heavy tonight. I'm just... It's intimidating. I'm on this side of the desk. We're, like, holding court here, and... But because we got a lot of dudes in here, we have plenty of dating experience combined, I'd imagine. And not so, I don't really contribute much. I'm a hermit, again. But, you know, given that we have, what, four married men in the studio and one guy who used to be married. Hello, Seth. Oh, yeah, once. And then we got five dads in the studio here. It's like, my God, what am I doing in my life? But there's a new study that came out. I like these things, this crap studies. It says... A recent study claiming 23 to 33% of women, now that's quite a margin of error, 10%, but 23 to 33% of women go on dates just for the food. I've heard this recently. You think it's true? Yes. 
dirty. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's not a bad thing, though. Yeah, it is. Why? No one's the person, not? not the grub. You can eat by yourself. See, you're so sensitive. I am sensitive. Thank you. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, she's, I mean, what he's saying, though, is, is like, these chicks, like, you know, they're going to you go out to a nice place, you know? That's the right. place you'd take her. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only time I go to nice places. I just look trashy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> don't even go there with the van. I, I think that do, that speaks to the double standard, though. Because mm-hmm. women want to be equal and the same, but yeah. you're saying there's a study saying that women are wanting to be taken out so that a man will buy them yeah, supper. a meal. And right. so they get a free meal. But I don't That's th- a double standard. But I don't think it's right? a bad thing. It's just a buy-in. Well, the because other- if the, they go for just the food, then they're surprised that this w- person buying it for me is interesting. I was just going to say, like, it, even if that's the intention, like, it could still lead to, you right. know, lead to a real connection. And right. actually, I think it's more likely to lead to a real connection because there's less pressure. You're just there for the food, and all of a sudden, oh, I'm having fun. Like, seeing no couple drinks in, boom. Yeah, when, when do there have to be drinks? Don't, well, uh, there always is. Don't yeah. car dealerships do the same thing by telling you come on in and register for this, register for that? The football and when you get phone. In there, that's right. Hey, you <laughs> want a new car, by the way. You know. Well, those promotions always baffled me. It's like, buy Sports Illustrated and you get this brand new fleece worth oh. $30. I remember the football phone, man. That the football the phone was huge. That was the bomb. Well, did y'all see the 4th of July special some uh, truck dealers oh, doing yeah. down in they South did, Alabama? They had to cancel it. Did really? They? Yeah, Baron and I covered it yesterday. They, what happened, Dave? Uh, I, well, we, they were going to give know. away a Bible, a gun, and, what, and an American yeah, flag. An American flag. Yeah. And so my guess is, all right, is that... Uh, I mean, every car dealer, every Ford dealer between, like, you know, Texarkana and, you know, Raleigh, North Carolina was like, man, you got to make them stop this because, like, I'm losing sales to some Ford dealer in Chatham, Alabama. You know, because, like, I mean, think about it. If you're going to buy a car, that's one thing. But if you're going to buy a car and they're going to give you a Bible, a gun, and the American flag, woo! Right? Who, On the 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who are you going to buy from? You know, are you right, you're gonna go, you're gonna you're gonna go, buy my truck from you're gonna, him. You're gonna go, you're gonna go see Eddie Puckett, or, or you're gonna, you know, Larry Puckett, or you're gonna, you know, or you're gonna go see uh, the guy Ooh. with the Bible, the gun, and the American flag. Well, let's go on a road right trip and man. ride on back in our brand new truck with the shotgun yes. out the window. Yes. Yes. Be in the Shoot back. some road signs. Ride yeah. shotgun with a shotgun. Yes. Actually, which yes. I've never done. I need to do that before yes. I die. Actually, yes, ride shotgun with a shotgun. Yes, you do. Good Lord, somebody's called. We have enough voices on the air. I know. I was thinking somebody's that's there. called in already. That's all right. Let's see who it is. Yeah. New stock here on there. Who's this? Eric. Oh, What's hola. Up? Hola. Hey, I don't have anything to contribute to this, but I like <laughs> I like what all y'all are on the radio, because there ain't no telling what in the world y'all going to talk about. This is true. Yeah, we're, we need one night to get the full cast in here. We need Baron. We need Christy. Oh, yeah. Um, and Greg and Dan kind of do their own thing. They're welcome as well. Emily needs Emily to be up here, of course. Uh, Jay's only been you know, on the show like once or twice. He, he goes he's home. home. He's a hermit like me. I understand, Jay. He's got to get home before the Jay to let his hair down. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. It'll be long-haired bros together, bro. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just have to watch how y'all talk to each other. Sit around and braid each other's hair. <laughs> Play no. some poker, talk about football and you know nerd stuff. Yeah, nobody wear tights. No, no wrestling. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, brother. Too many people <laughs> talking about tights. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> laid down some awkward there, Eric. Uh, well, you know, listen to y'all talk about porn is kind of awkward too, but you know, hey. Hey, it's a fact. It's a real part of life. But uh, well, I appreciate so you listening. I appreciate you calling in, man. All right, fellas, keep it up. Later, Later. Later. So, 
You've seen the Bob Lazar interview. Yes, or I listen to it. I, I, I listen. Oh, you on, listen. Yeah, I listen to the okay. I never watch. I, I just listen to it on the podcast. Sometimes Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was great. But it man. resurfaced. Are you a fan? The Eddie? story. Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Well, you're in the car a lot. Yeah. So I mean, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I mean, a lot of folks in the car are really. I'm, I'm envious because you can really consume a podcast like yeah. a long. And that's one. the only way to do it because yeah, man. If you're at home, like I try to listen to it at home, I get distracted. You know, mm-hmm. like, ooh, squirrel. I uh, I'll put them on like if I'm doing like I'm doing the dishes or I'm cleaning or whatever. Right. Like I'll just you know put on my headphones and listen to you know listen to three hours of Rogan ask people yeah that's cool but uh have you done DMT? <laughs> yeah, like, have you ever tried DMT, bro? <laughs> oh wow great, it is it's a great format but the Bob Lazar story I know it's been out there it's 30 years old now I, but, but see, I, I, I had heard of him and I'd heard of this before but I didn't quite know the extent of what he I mean, claimed what he to have seen hmm? and it, one of the unique things was that before he got the job, you know, he was working, or when he got the job, he was working with his partner, and his partner kind of let him know slowly, hey, the last guy that had this job right. got killed doing this job. Like, yeah. What were they yeah. doing? I think they were yeah. trying to, like, chop into yeah, it. Yeah, he said, what he, what he said was, metal saw and cut, cut, into, cut into, it. into it. Yeah. And he was, yeah. the, but they were, char- what their their job was to try to re-engineer an alien craft. Yeah, re- In particular, the compulsion right? power plants. And I had never, the thing that kind of blew my mind was that, that he said that, he, that they knew where it was from. That it was from this. Uh, Wait, Z- Z- Zeta Reticuli is the yeah. star. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing that's crazy, and like why it seems like I don't know more believable to me is that uh, it, that's a star that's not viewable from the northern hemisphere. Well, it got mm-hmm. me was the the element that he talked about mm-hmm. and element one fifteen. Right now, suddenly it's a common element. When he first said that way back when. Nobody knew anything about it. Yeah, but they've been able to recreate it. Unstable isotopes, but... Yeah, I'm usually just really skeptical about that sort of crap. It's fun to listen to, but I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And a lot of... I think also there's been an oversaturation on like the History Channel, all sorts of shows on Netflix or whatever, where it's like the top ten weirdest alien conspiracies. And they're usually not well produced or put together. Or the... uh, I'm not saying it was aliens. But it was totally aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I listened, and I was trying to catch him slipping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mean, of course, yeah. you know. And um, the first time I thought he was, it, he had that headache come on. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, right. Got the headache came on, and I was like, ah, you know, kind of a little flaky about him. You're up but, to But, I mean, some of the parts of his stories he was uh, speaking very quickly about, and he was, I mean, like he wasn't lying. Well, and they, uh, I mean, as, as they explain, I mean, basically, like, him coming out with this, like, ruined his life. There's been a concerted attempt to ruin his life. Again. Yeah, they tried to get rid of his records, like his birth right. certificate disappeared, uh, any record of him working at Los Alamos in the early yeah, 80s disappeared. one directory. Yeah. yeah, the phone directory, right. which proved he they, did, in fact. They got rid of his, his education. Yeah, his education. But they yeah. ruined all his friends' lives. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they left him alone and went after everybody he knew. And that sort of stuff makes me believe it more. I don't yeah. think it's just a coincidence. You remember mm-hmm. how they told him how his, his wife was having an affair? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and they knew, and uh, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, yeah. Let's see if he goes postal. If he doesn't, then we'll bring him back. But one thing I really noticed was, and and I think Joe Rogan pointed out on the next show was, he's been telling the same story for how many years, and it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Right. It hasn't changed. Well, if you watch the documentary, it's like Bob Lazar, UFOs, and flying saucers. Um, if you see, they show old footage of him when he first came out with the story thirty years ago. There are some elements that I think are a little weirder. Yeah. For instance, he's like, I walked past a room, and there's like this. You know, a little window into the room. There's two scientists like talking or looking at a small being in a tiny chair. Yeah. And they finally, in the documentary, he does address. He 
he's like, I don't think there were actually aliens there. It might have been a doll or a model, something like that. But we did have a nickname for these beings that might have used these crafts, and we called them the children. Well, and then did you listen to the Annie Jacobson one? No. Wait, uh, that's the that's the one that oh, I told you about. Yes, the, the I did listen to did that. Did you listen to that one, Eddie? No. It's like, so she wrote this book, um, Surprise, Attack, Kill, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so she talks about, hey, that's the first time I had heard him talk about Bob Lazar, is that, uh, that they, they talk, she basically talks about how all that stuff is Russian, um, like, compromat. Right. Not compromat, but, like, Russian propaganda, basically. Um, that they that they wanted to cause mass hysteria in the United States um, on the scale of uh, what's the thing um, the the uh, the Martian invasion thing the Orson Welles read oh, it oh yeah and War of the Worlds there you yeah. go and so like they saw that that happened and they were like oh look at dumb American we can we can manipulate um, so it's just interesting that basically what 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 she says the UFOs are are not alien crafts, but they are stuff that we are working on right. that nobody knows about. Hmm. And they talk about the way that they do things that are compartmentalized and compartment- compartmentalization I- is bananas. Right. And the way that they do it. And so basically that like it'd be like if you worked on this show and I worked on that show and you just weren't allowed to talk ask me what we Could talked about and right. I wouldn't and like right. and the, the guy talks about like I ate dinner with the, or ate lunch with this dude every day for fifteen years. That's right. I don't know what he did. You don't know what I. Need. I never asked. Yep. Because if you ask, you're suspect. Uh-huh. If you ask, you bring down the world. You bring down that world well, on you. You end right? up with a heart attack. So Seth, uh, why are you asking these questions, buddy? Uh, <laughs> right. You want to know? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, there's a reason Seth would ask those questions. It's a Nazi. <laughs> well, <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go around the room here real quick. I've asked you this, Southernwood, so please spare me the biblical interpretation In story because I know it. I loved it. It's thirty minutes long. But. Eric, starting with you. Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, going home. <laughs> do you believe in the possibility? Do you believe in aliens? Do you think life other than on this planet exists? Yeah, I can't b- imagine that we're the only ones in the entire universe that are like we are. It's so vast. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. What about you, Southernwood? As of right now, today? Yeah. No. You don't think so? No, nothing nothing out there. Everything's here. Man. That's just seems... How's that for quick and concise? Yeah, it was well done. Well yeah. done. Very religious. Yeah. What about you, Eddie? Uh, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I like to think that uh, we're, we're so conceited that you know it can be nothing greater than us. And, and I was raised in a church as well. But there's a lot of things that I got questions about. So got A lot I'm of questions. Open, I, I'm open to it. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Seth, Mr. Visine? <laughs> of course, man. I mean... We're, this guy, but before you answer, you're putting in eye drops. Why? Does Seth believe in aliens? Come on, dude. Look at him. <laughs> He's a lizard. I people. mean, if I'm like he this. He is one. If I'm like this and everybody else is like that, there's got to be something out there. Fair enough. You know? <laughs> Good point, man. Yeah. yeah. And plus, I mean, we, we came from something. I mean, if it can happen here, the universe is way too big for the odds of it not to happen somewhere else. Hmm. I like that. I like what about? Oh, I don't even need to oh, ask. I, I was gonna say, but I think my answer will surprise you. Okay, yeah. What about you? I'm gonna go with yes, but they've never been to Earth. Okay. I think the it, yeah. I, think, I think the universe is so vast that there's like no way that life out doesn't exist elsewhere. But I also think that there's like this thing where, um, I you know, the, there's a theory about like civilizations have to get to a point yes to, to be able to do that and i think that they probably always destroy themselves before they can like right get, you know they I mean, use the about, nukes to end like the right now we can't destroy. like we can't even get to mars right, right. you know 
Now we think we're going to try to go. We next possibly year, right? could, but you know we're at the capacity. But we can't like where colonize we... Mars. I like right. the concept that Lazar was talking can't about. Colonize the. Uh, we can't colonize uh, the moon. Uh, your body is very, 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 very evolved to live on Earth, right? And right. not in any other environment. Well, in a certain part of the Earth, I mean, like, right. the ocean, we're done. Yeah. And all the beings on Earth are like you know that that you know if you if you go back far enough, there's a common ancestor, and we're mm-hmm. all we are all evolved to live on this Earth with this specific gravitational field, and this far from the sun, right. and this much of these kind of rays coming down, and you know this grows, and if there's anything wrong, it's gone. Right. And I think that that happens before we're able to like fold time. Or Are you much of a doomsday? Like the all those, those scenarios? Yeah, I'm not don't, either. Don't care. And uh, I, I will say though, uh, if uh, if it happens, I want to I, I want to go in the first strike. Yes, thank you. I, I, I don't want to live. Right. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like whether it's the super volcano in Yellowstone or like yeah. the magnet reversal of the poles on the planet or some just catastrophic event that would wipe us out. No, I, I want to be the one that go. I don't want right. to be a survivor. And the, the, and the the thing about stuff like that is, is, I mean, I think a lot of people a lot of people overestimate their toughness. Yes. A lot of people <laughs> think like, oh, you know, I, I can I can live through this. You know, yeah. like I can't. Mike Tyson's got the perfect quote. Everybody's got a great plan to you to, punch him in the face. Punch mm-hmm. in the face. That's I was. Uh, why, I, I can't remember the exact title of it, but it was some on Netflix. It was a series a guy who did dark tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went to like Day of the Dead in Mexico. He went to Chernobyl mm-hmm. um, or went to Fukushima in um, in Japan. And it was freaking them out, by the way, at like Chernobyl, where they were reading up on what's dangerous radiation levels, and they all have Geiger counters. And it's like, okay, we're like twice what you said was safe. And the tour guide's like, ah, don't worry about it. It's just a pocket. Don't worry about it at all. But I thought about it because they did another one where this guy at some backwoods place will simulate, air quotes or simulate, torture for you to see how tough you are. And my God, like the, the main host of the show gave up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like the dude puts you in a mask with headphones, all these crazy sounds, starts punching you. Like he's going to give you body bruises. His deal is like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to maim you. It's not going to be big medical bills, but you're going to be very uncomfortable and you're going to want to quit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, who would pay for that? Well, I guess there's some websites that are that. Yeah. Okay, never mind. And we're back to porn. <laughs> a room full of men can always yeah. go back to porn. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's gone too far. I heard of the comedian. He's actually hit, I think, bigger as a podcaster, Theo Vaughn. I love him, man. Uh, he came out this week, or I just didn't know about him, where he was talking about how he quit pornography. Yep. And he's been, and they're like, why? He's like, I just gave me this weird feeling, man. Like, I didn't, it felt like I was detached from any sort of activity like that. And I don't know. It's cool to hear, like, young guys in that world, especially if it's, like, a Los Angeles culture. I know at the end of the day, it's not that different. It is, but it's not that different. To hear somebody like that with a big platform say, hey, I've been going through this process. I don't know. I think the world of podcasting's opened up a lot of crap where before it was a political conversation. Like, don't you, you know, like Dr. Benjamin Rush and the founding, you'll turn your, you blind or something. Mm-hmm. They go, don't give me that. <laughs> Study finds. So what about ghosts? I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with like round table. Let's go around. <laughs> like, believe in ghosts, Eric? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's weird because. Scoot up a little bit. Yeah, you know. you're too quiet. Yeah. Is this better? Yeah, just lean in a little bit. I don't. I don't know if I. I really do. Uh, the thought of them scares me. Hmm. But 
like it's where do people go that don't yeah don't ascend or their spirit is caught in this realm or something like that yeah i guess that's the theory something terrible happens and you get stuck stuck. or you don't want to leave or something like that what about you southern wood Ghost, yes, you do believe in ghosts. Is there an experience? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's suspended souls of human dead human beings. Sure, I I look at it like demons. Okay, and I I I think there's so like haints a a demon. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mean, you know what a haint is? There's a haint. Haint. Yeah, it's had many unexplainable things happen. You know, over the years, and I mean, it's just, it's just no. So real you've had way. experiences that kind of freaked you out, and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm yeah, just, just weird stuff. But yeah, I, I, I do believe in, it, I, in the broader class, just like with aliens. Sure, I believe in aliens, but in a different way. Sure, I believe yeah. in ghosts, but I think they are, you know, a foundational part of the world. I mean, that's hmm. they demons have kind of always been around. Fair enough. And no, and there's some weird crap. And there's also the effect, I've said this before on air, is like, I don't really think of ghosts in the way in popular culture they're talked about, but if somebody goes, hey, Joe, you see that room over there with the door kind of cracked open and it's pitch black in there? Why don't you stick your hand inside? No, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm not doing that. Well, I mean, a perfect example. There's, uh, when y'all came to the house the other day, y'all probably passed a house on your left, big white two-story house. That house is haunted. It's haunted. Yeah, it's haunted. I guarantee you. It's because that house has been vacant for like 45 years. And there's probably been over $350,000 spent on it. And nobody can fix it. Mm. Every time you fix one thing, something else breaks. Hmm. The uh, storm comes. That house is freaking haunted. Okay. okay. The old Sankey house. Well, it makes me come down. You can ask anybody in the community. Well, they ask. know the Sankey house is haunted. Eddie Bader. Mm-hmm. You believe in ghosts? Uh, <clears throat> I hate to admit it, but yeah, there's been times when there's been things I couldn't explain, so ghosts okay. was the easiest way to write it off. And then I would want to follow up based on, like, he's talking about a particular house being haunted, and I'll leave out the whole, like, stigma of it's haunted. But, like, say somebody comes to you and it's like, I want you to sell this place. You're like, yeah, sure, man. And then you start reading up on the history of a place, and it's like a terrible, like, triple, quadruple homicide has happened here. And you've got to tell this to potential buyers. As as a realtor, I am full disclosure. So once I know about something, I have to disclose it. Even well, if they don't ask. And people don't want to buy that ask, sort of place. Don't ask, no, Eddie's the kind of guy that will find the person that loves that house. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a torture room? Yes. Honestly, one of the funniest questions, and I, I've seen it more in class than anywhere, is people say, what about when someone asks you, did somebody die in a house? That's a really big question. And you got to think about it. Most houses on this earth, or in mm-hmm. the U.S., have been here since the 60s. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody has died in that house. Well, sure. Nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to think about it. But it happens. Well, I think there's something added to it when it's like a violent event occurs. Exactly. And and I've... Like natural it. causes is one thing. But. I've, got a, I've got a rental, then I've, I've got someone in it, and she swears to God that it's haunted. Huh. But her and the ghost get along, so all is good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. I just hope she never moves. <laughs> I don't even need to ask you, Seth. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I hope there are. Really? Yeah. Oh, by the way, 322-0662. Eddie Bader with the Good Singer. With yes. just spoke. What about you, Dave? Um, I'm sort of agnostic on it. I mean, like, mm. I feel like I feel like the answer is yes, 
but I've never had any experiences that are like that are weird or whatever. But there's just too many stories yeah. of stuff that are like unexplainable. And um, like I when we lived in Fort Riley, Kansas, like there were a lot of things where like uh, stories where like. Um, like a woman was going to get abducted by Indians, and so they had this thing where, like, if you you know you had a pistol, right, and the Indians came for you, the, and there were like, let's say there were two of you, the the thought was you shoot four of them, and then you shoot who's with you, and you shoot yourself, because like you didn't want the Indians to get yep. you, and they were like that happened to people, and like that lived in some of these houses, and there's just all sorts of weird stuff sure. like from from frontier days. And I, I just think that, like, there's just too much weird crap out there that people have been experiencing for so long. And I also think that even if, like, it's not, doesn't actually exist, like, there's a way that people manifest them into sure. existing because they right. believe in them. Well, it, this is actually, a, makes me think of a, because I, I do describe myself, if I'm being honest, as more of a, a secular person. I was raised Catholic, but but I don't get along with a lot of so-called the atheist agnostic community because... I don't think the world is reducible to material to stuff. I'm not like a materialist. There's too much in, or maybe the things we can't explain could eventually be explained in that way. But there's too much that goes on in this world that's like, no, it can't be reduced to the signs that we know or to a material explanation. There's something else going on. Too many weird stories, as you just said. That well, I'd leave the door open. And I think the proof to that is your dreams. Expand dreams in your dreams when you go to sleep. Okay, Mister Young, go ahead. When you go to sleep and you dream, sometimes people have those dreams that you may see. Uh, you'll have a dream and something will happen, and like a week later it happen. You know what I'm saying, or something like that. Oh, you like you'll anticipate something that. Yeah, that's happened. that is proof to me that there is more than just the stuff. Hmm. You know, or maybe we don't understand the stuff, but yeah, I think you're we're onto something. Here. Yeah, because I mean, I think when you go to sleep, you're you go to that. Uh, other plane, I guess. Oh, are you about to get in some collective no, unconscious? No, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Were rep- reptile aliens made of light? Pull you open and pull out all your pain? Hey, man, work for me. <laughs> uh, things are getting too weird. Well, uh, we got to hit this break. It's like barely even scratch the weird girl. I know, but I'm just saying. Once the it's lid really comes off, it really comes off. Three two two zero six six two. Okay, please stop. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. Joey Clark. Park. Are we having fun, folks? Are we having plenty of fun? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We're enjoying ourselves. Oh, what was that? Yeah. Hmm? I heard that. that was- you, heard, you heard what? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just enjoying myself, especially looking at this story. It's sometimes fun to go to the uh, entertainment section of the news because it's just frivolous crap. And uh, I saw a headline that caught my attention, really took me back to my early puberty years. Uh, Britney Spears gives off baby one more time vibes and throwback schoolgirl outfit. Who is that? Britney Britney Spears. Oh, really? No, and that's not the picture that the story's about. Here's the picture the story's about. 
Okay. Instagram is the devil. It's the devil. <laughs> Just like foosball. Is that a wig? Why do we keep going back no, to porn? That's not porn. That's Britney Spears. It's Britney, like the man. first scene from every schoolgirl porn movie. <laughs> <laughs> so we know who that's watches schoolgirl I, porn I would now. not know. It's, I have never seen such a thing, And I never Eric? watched the beginning. <laughs> now, I remember when that video came out, and I knew why I liked it, but... I, I now remember. It's funny when you can go back to a certain time in memory and remember other people in the vicinity. And I do have now, if and I examine the memory, like you dream about it, you really think about it. I can remember my dad would just stand there and watch the video with me. Son, this is not good. No, he wouldn't say a thing. He wouldn't judge me. He wouldn't do anything. He'd just sit and watch. I'm like, okay. I see where he, he had to be only like 30, even about my age at the time. And it's like, okay, I, I kind of get it, Dad. It's older I, I had get. an experience like that mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I, you know, we first got a computer, and I learned how to do paint really well. And then we got the internet and AOL and all that. And, like, I started looking at stuff, and I had a little hidden folder I thought was hidden. And one day I go in there, and the background is a very big picture that should not be there. And that's that was the kind of... Hmm. The background Lesson. is a very big picture that should not be there. A pornographic picture. Oh, okay. I was just, just thank you for spelling it out. I'm a little dashed. <laughs> Done by your dad, I assume. But that was my dad's way of teaching me a lesson was he found the folder. Oh. And, uh, yeah. His dad's slick and awesome. Yeah. If it was your mom, I would be very surprised. <laughs> your dad is debonair. I mean, he's surprisingly debonair. I like it. He's I mean, well, you're taking on more of that look with the slick back hair and the yeah. clean shaven. Yeah, I, th- I think it's working out. Anyway, how's uh, Twice a Day Millbrook? It's wonderful. Nice. Oh, you hear what they have to do? What? I had to move the clapper to the living room. Oh, the, the clap on, clap, clap off. off, the clapper. clapper. Yeah, yeah, clap off the clapper. I mean, we tried, it's, it's got two settings. It's got two claps and three claps, and it didn't matter which setting we put it on. It still kept going off and on. Dan's party. <laughs> Damn this thing. Man, knees pop one at a time, and then just the light comes on. Now, I'm looking at another story today that caught my interest. It's not really a story. It's like, well, obviously this happened. But, uh, I mean, there's some people that are just notorious in history. They're almost, their mind too much for their quotes. Oscar Wilde's one example. I mean, there's stuff attributed to him and, uh, what, Robert Shaw that are just like, everything is Mark those. Twain. Mark Twain, too, yes. But Winston Churchill is Churchill? definitely in politics. So many people are quoting Churchill. But this sort of thing I found about Winston Churchill is what actually makes me love the guy. Yes, he was an incredible leader, one of the darkest times in British history and world history. I mean, inspired the British people to stand up to the the Nazis. The Nazis. The Nazi threat. You know, you hear me, Seth? He stood up to him. He was a Nazi man. (laughs) Anyway. What about him? It is a note, and they have a screenshot of it, from a doctor. December 1931, having just embarked on a 40-stop lecture tour of the United States, Winston Churchill was running late to dine with financier Bernard Baruch on New York City's Upper East Side. He hadn't bothered to bring Baruch's address, operating under the incorrect assumption that his friend was so distinguished a personage, any random cab-driving 
commoner would automatically recognize his building. Such were the days before Google Maps. Eventually, Churchill bagged the cab and shot out across Fifth Avenue mid-block, thinking he would fare better on foot. Instead, he was very nearly squashed like a gooseberry, that's a quote from Churchill, when he was struck by a car traveling about 35 miles an hour. Churchill, who wasted no time peddling his memories of the accident and subsequent hospitalization to the Daily Mail, explained his miscalculation. He went on and on. But here's the deal. Because of this accident and everything going on, he was able to acquire, this is again 1931-32, Prohibition America. He was able to acquire a doctor's note that read this. This is to certify, I'm reading directly from the doctor's note, this is to certify that the post-accident convalescence of the Honorable Winston S. Churchill necessitates the use of alcoholic spirits, especially at mealtimes. The quantity is naturally indefinite, but the minimum requirements would be 250 cubic centimeters. <laughs> this is freaking brilliant! He gets hit by a car, and in Prohibition America, he gets a doctor's note to drink as much as he wants. Well, what a... What a hero. What that guy. 250 cubic, cubic centimeters is. What, like 10 centimeters like that? Cubic, though. Yeah, yeah cubic. Uh, I think 10 would probably I mean, that's a good 250 cubic centimeters. That's a pretty good like bit of alcohol, glass, actually. Yeah, it's a glass. So, I don't know. That guy is just epic. I, I don't know. I'm always... I am blown away by the amount of alcohol some people can consume. Dude, the thing about... Have you ever seen the thing where it's like... You know, you're. Uh, who, who would you rather have lead you? Like one of them, you know, gets up in the morning and drinks nine martinis a day, and da da da. da. One of them, you know, drinks this and that, and then one of them is like a teetotaling vegan who doesn't smoke. And it's right. like Churchill, FDR, and Hitler. Right, exactly. <laughs> Hit, Hitler's the teetotaling vegan who doesn't yep. smoke. But Trump is teetotaling. What are you saying, Dave? Um, <laughs> you know what though? In general, I don't trust people that that like never drink. Right. Right. I mean, like some people just like can't take it and so they need to not drink but like not drinking is kind of weird yeah totally. sorry well i'm trying to look up i, I found this a while back the, uh, hunter s thompson's drinking like in a day what oh yeah. Man, yeah i don't know if it's true or not it's not but it's hilarious yeah but i've got to put this down it can't be true you drink for a long time yeah, well, yeah but it's like <laughs> his daily routine hey and you know what look at this you know you know who you know who said it oh, Eugene Carroll. i just recognized the name that's how i knew she, who she was yeah, she's that's the a, woman. That's the chick that says Trump raped her. Yeah, yeah she really? acu- she accuses Thompson of trying to rape her. Well, and then oh, she really? on that interview with Anderson. Yeah, did man, y'all play that got, clip with Anderson Cooper? Creepy. Yeah, she got really. Anderson Cooper was like, "Okay, let's go to break," right. because she said, I, "I wasn't really raped because I wasn't thrown to the ground and ravished." And he's like, "Well, that sounds like rape or sexual assault to me." And she's like, "No, rape. A lot of people find sexy." Yep. And he's like, "Okay, let's go to a break." Wow. You're so fascinating to talk to, Anderson. Like, this woman is bonkers! <laughs> Cuckoo for Cocoa Puff, man. But, uh, so she's the one who wrote this daily routine of Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. I've, I've read the book. Wow. 3 p.m. Rise. Rise. Okay. You're waking up at 3 in the afternoon. Okay. And that's yeah. and he definitely was a night owl and would, like, stay up all night and go to bed at dawn. Like, that's that was his thing. So 305, that's Chivas Regal? Is That's a yeah, whiskey. Chivas Regal, yeah. yeah. And with Dunhill's uh, cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And 345 in the afternoon, cocaine. 3.50, another glass of whiskey and more cigarettes. 4.05, first cup of coffee, more cigarettes. 4.15, cocaine. 4.16, orange juice, more cigarettes. 4.30, cocaine. 4.54, cocaine. 5.05, cocaine. 5.11, coffee and cigarettes. 5.30, more ice in the whiskey. 5.45, cocaine, etc., etc. 
Again, this is Hunter S. Thompson's supposed it daily routine. Right. I love this. Six o'clock. Grass to take the edge off the day. <laughs> take the edge off of something. It ain't the day. But, but the, the order here is great. So seven o five. Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. Heineken. Uh, Heineken. Two margaritas. Coleslaw. A taco salad. A double order of fried onion rings. Carrot cake. Ice cream. A bean fritter. Dunhills. More cigarettes. Another Heineken. Cocaine. And for the ride home, a snow cone. A glass of shredded ice over which he poured three or four jiggers of shivers. Which is yes. true. And he got that from Keith Richards. Really? Wow. So Shiva snow cones. Wow. Yep. Man, I gotta he, try that sometimes. He was hardcore. Nine PM. Nine PM start snorting cocaine seriously. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was just a warm-up. <laughs> and then an hour later at ten PM, drops acid. Oh, yeah. And then at eleven, another hour later, chartreuse, cocaine, grass. Eleven thirty, cocaine, etc. etc. At midnight. Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. I want this to be true. Uh, from midnight, right after midnight to 6 a.m., chartreuse, cocaine, grass, chivas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, orange juice, gin, continuous pornographic movies. And we're back to porn. You're listening to News Talk 93.1 FM WACV. At six in the morning, a hot tub, sh- the hot tub champagne, Dove bars. Is that like ice cream? Yeah, yeah. Ice cream. oh yeah, man, okay. fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> wow. After all that stuff, he's putting he's just down a big bowl of pasta. OJ grapefruit. Oh wow, it ate a halcyon. Yeah. That's a sleeping pill, right? Yeah. Knock you out. Really? And then he sleeps at 8.20 in the morning. Damn. So, because uh, in the, they don't, I don't think they actually cover it in the movie, but in the the book, The Dirt, or the Motley Crue thing, they talk about that Tommy and Nikki invented zombie dust. Huh. And it was, it was, they mixed halcyon and cocaine. And you sniff yeah. it, and it keeps you going, but you immediately are blacked out. Whoa. And so you're literally a zombie. You're just like hopped up and like, but just, mm, Wow. See, this stuff, fat, I love reading about it, I love hearing about it, yeah. but I, I don't understand what drives a person to do that, go that far. I don't know if anybody understands. You got across the line that you're, I mean, you're out of line. Well, there's got to be something about that lifestyle. You're constantly chasing that ghost. Yeah, yeah. Or, or that lifestyle, that fame, mm-hmm. being constantly mobile and having no home or any sort of basis. And having no consequences. None. As yeah. long as you don't die. You're good like you go. have enough money to buy your way out of anything, yeah. right? Even right. killing your friend uh, Razzle from yeah. Hanoi Rocks, mm. which Vince did. Man, so and I mean, and Hunter, you know, I mean, his big thing was he, you know, he wanted to live up in the mountains where nobody could bother him, and like where your private property is, you know, is sacred, and so nobody could mess with you, even if you're doing all this. Now you just made me think of something by saying no consequences if you have enough money or some sort of prestige. You've seen that juice. O.J. Simpson is now on Twitter. Dude, yeah, I've seen some of his tweets. Yeah, uh, Susanna showed them to me last night. Uh, he's kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker! A guy who killed two people right. and then you know uh, robbed some guys that well, were. Uh, I was just trying to get his stuff. The man. day of the anniversary, she said he made it the day of the anniversary of the killing of well, no, and also the Bronco chase yeah. right after. Yeah, he'd making comments about that. I mean, just. Just kind of blatant. No, I think face. the first video he put out is I've got to settle some scores. Yes. But now he can say anything he wants to and they can't do anything about it, right? Right. 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 Oh, yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, I think if he came out and said that he did it, that he did it like, there's ways to, you know. Well, he came out with that book a while ago. If, if I, I did it. it. Yeah, it's called <laughs> If I Did It, but it, the cover is if, all if, in... Dave. If, yeah. if I did it. Yeah, but the cover is like in huge letters, I did it, and there's a tiny yeah. like red if. 
like oh. snuck in there, uh-huh. which is just, oh, you know, some publisher came up with that. It's like, oh, this is genius. We're going to make more money off these dead people. Uh-huh. Well, you know. Uh, I read a book a while back where it was, they, they said that O.J.'s son actually did it. I think Barron believes that. That O.J.'s son? O.J.'s yeah. son? That's probably where I got yeah, the he, idea. He's brought, he's brought it yeah. up before. Hmm. And it, it's pretty, I mean, it was pretty convincing, but at the same time. OJ did. It just—it just seems. Just plain but you know day. what? Can we talk about the the most ride or die dude on earth? What about AC man? AC? <laughs> yeah. Yo, this AC. I got juice in the car. Oh, he got a gun to his head. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't juice. do it, juice. Don't do it, juice. <laughs> I just love that. Like he, call, so he thinks that the LAPD when he calls nine one one, he literally thinks that they're gonna pick up when he says, "Yo, this AC." They're like, "Oh, uh, we have Al Cowling's on the phone, and uh, he, he's, he has OJ in his car." Like, hey, yo, this AC. Oh my god! I told a friend of mine, I'm gonna start answering the phone like that. Hey, yo, this AC. <laughs> I just think back to those times, and it's like, you do look at, like, the political response to this sort of crap and, like, where we are today with... I mean, the one moment in the debate, and just to get back to that real quick, that struck me is, I think it was it Chuck Todd, um, where essentially Kamala Harris brought out the, like, I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about race, little goat Chuck Todd. I don't know why I called him a goat. He's Because he's got the terrible goatee. Yeah. 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 I mean, he looks like a groundhog. Nice pudding yeah. ring. <laughs> But that was such a weird moment I to bring me. The heat, Seth. Sorry. Yeah. Oh like, man. The, the debate that like these guys would use, or in this case, this gal would use. It's like you ain't gonna shut me up. I'm the only black woman on stage. I'm gonna talk about race. All right, little Chuck Todd. Don't make me come over there and, and hurt you. But then also they're trying to get through the. Uh, healthcare issue, mm-hmm. and all and Swalwell again, the smartiest man in politics today. Mm-hmm. He's on the end of the stage, and they're ignoring him. And then all of a sudden, he just blurts out, "I was just in the emergency room with my daughter." And like everybody goes, like, "Damn it! All right, <laughs> what do you got to say, Swalwell? <laughs> Nobody cares." It's like, come on, like when did? Oh, I guess it's always been this crazy. Always, it has. This. It the, really has. The guy that just had his pancreas taken out, he sure did look kind of. Oh, um, Michael Bennett, senator from Colorado. Yeah. No, he didn't look himself. He looked, and the way he was speaking, he seemed a little off, Very nummy, because then at one point in time, he got a little fired up, Mm -hmm. and his face still didn't move. A little too much Botox. Yeah, it's just, it's something about that. Like, you you have to listen to that story. If somebody brings that up, like, you can't just ignore Swalwell's. Like, I was just in the emergency room with I mean, you could. I would if it was, like, normal life, but it's, like, public national television all right, what do you got to say? Yeah. It wasn't that in-depth. It's like, oh, it costs a lot if you go to the emergency room. This is wrong. Like, thank you. Thank you for making <laughs> that you, point. Captain it's uh, one of those things that's happened to me you now, doing eight years of talk radio political talk, where people will try to come up to me. It's like, Joey, have you heard this? And it's some argument. It could be from the left or the right. I'm like, yeah. Yes. I've heard it. <laughs> yes, trust me. I've heard it. You know, like, I, I try not to be jaded, but I'm jaded. In a very serious way. I mean, rarely am I surprised by something that happens in politics. I, mean, I guess Trump is the biggest surprise. I mean, it on election night, I'm like the crazy dude. Like, I started laughing when it was announced that he had won, and then I'm like, oh no, the crazy dude did it. What's gonna happen? It's like the Eddie Murphy bit about like you know uh, when Jesse Jackson was running, and he's like, you know, the white guys are like. What's the Hotspeed Chuggers and vote for, uh, vote for Jesse Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> they wake up the next morning, 
Wait, he he won. He won. He, he won. It's <laughs> like the opposite of the Bradley effect or something. Like that. Yeah, nobody's actually going to vote for him. I don't know. I think Trump should be a little worried though, because to me, I think the real reason he won is that everybody hates Hillary. Yes, everybody. Like it's almost universal. It's I, the biggest biggest reason. That's, yeah, I'm, that's I'm the main reason. The other thing is, is that I mean, the the Melisandre was not wrong when she said uh, that you know that he won by saying make America great again. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, dude, it is very hard to win an election in this country, or really any country, by, like, saying that everything's terrible. You know? I mean, the thing is, is that the American people want to believe in America. Okay? Yes. And if you're the guy that brings that out, and the other person's going, well, I think America was always great, Donald. Just, can I make a point here, Donald? <laughs> like, God. Yes, be more shrill, lady. Well, and also the response will be like, oh, you thought it was great back when people owned slaves and women were oppressed, right, Donald? That's exactly what I meant. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yep, yep, that's exactly what I was going for. Well, and, and then there's this, this frog meme, this, like, animated frog, and it means white supremacism. Donald! <laughs> Good Lord. And, but I don't think they've learned their lesson. Like I'm here. Most oh, of, of what I've heard is is just like the middle class is being raped by the corporations. You might as well have just said it that way. Right. And apparently nothing is a okay anymore. That's right. Right. No, yeah. life is. It's a point All we were prices. making earlier in the day. My life has not changed that much because of who's in the White House, and it, it won't change that much unless like some crazy war breaks out. It's kind of where I'm at now. Like, just don't crap the bed. Like, don't mess things up too much. And in fact, if you want to shake up, like, the the etiquette and, like, how you have to act all prim and proper, it's the one thing I love about Donald Trump. And I'd say that pretty much every week. Like, when he had the, uh, was it Clemson? Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. And, he, and, and it was the shutdown, so they didn't have the yeah. normal kitchen staff. Like, here's some McDonald's. Here's some pizza. We have fries. So many fries. It's just beautiful. <laughs> like, that is... And people trying to knock him for that. That is America. Well, and the funny thing is, is that the Democrats think that they can win with this, like, sort of return to normalcy type thing. Oh, good God. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of their... I mean, seriously, that's... Yeah, what, I know, agree. I mean, and there are a lot of people that think that. That, you know, oh, this is... It's crass, and it's this, and it's... But guess what? Like, that's what the American people like about yes. Trump. Yeah. And you got to exactly. Find, gotta, they don't want to go back to normal. You, well, no, this is normal, right? This is normal. This is how most of America is. Oh, what they consider normal, right? No, but even if you find people that like politically might disagree with the Republican Party or what Donald Trump wants to do, like think about the world in media, how the old way of doing media is being overtaken by the podcast world. And if you listen to most podcasts out there, people like having these free flowing conversations where it gets a little weird. And, and as I said, if they want to, if they want to beat Donald Trump, the, the the smartest thing you can do is go go watch the final rap battle of Eight Mile. Yes, you have to own it. Yeah, you have to come out and be like, yes. I'm a freaking socialist, and I want to do this, this, and this, but I'm not that dude. Right, right. He's sorry. You know? The truth. <laughs> this guy's a gangster. Free. His real name's Clarence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Clarence lives at home with both of exactly. both parents. And actually, Clarence's parents have the, a real good marriage. Where the self-help guru was right, she actually hit the right tone. It's like, no, Shit. we're just going after Trump. Like we're gonna take them on. You're based on fear. I got all the I, uh, love. I, I mean, I know, I may know a thing or two about getting people elected. I'm thank pulling, you, my chairman. I am pulling for the witch. <laughs> Me too. Yes, thank you, fellas. Woo! Double well, bubble toil and trouble. Well, thank y'all for joining me. This has been uh, weird and awesome. It's been something. Yes, yeah, it's been awesome. Cover some topics. <laughs>
Joey Clark.